Hello, and welcome to Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Megan, and I will be flying solo today as my podcasting partner, Diane, is resting at home with her beautiful new baby boy. We are suburban moms trying to make room in our lives for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. We hope you'll join us on the journey to think more and do with less. Today we'll be talking about back to school. Summer is nearly over and even if it isn't for your little ones, you'll probably be thinking about back to school very soon. We'll give you a few shopping tips and talk about how we buy all your common back to school items, whether it be school supplies, backpacks, lunch boxes, whatever your kid needs. First off, I would like to thank one of our reviewers on iTunes. Thank you, Edge to Edge for leaving us a comment that says, I would highly recommend you to give this podcast a try if you're seeking some applicable help in minimizing your life that doesn't involve you moving to a one-bedroom apartment, sleeping on the floor, and having four pieces of clothing. (laughs) That's hilarious. Thank you so much for that compliment. We do a little happy dance and hard-eyed emojis back and forth to one another whenever we get those please leave a rating review. We would really appreciate it, and it helps other people to find this minimizing podcast. On to my minimalist moment of the week. We have been decluttering our basement. And let me tell you, this space in our house is kind of the final frontier of our decluttering process. It is where we have put all the very hard to decide on sentimental things that are from our past and we have agreed as a couple to take it day by day and take it one box at a time. So we've affectionately called it the after dinner box and I will bring it up from the basement. We'll look through it together, decide what we keep or don't keep or just pitch the whole box and Our only requirement is that we do whatever it is that we're going to do, whether we get rid of it or reorganize it and then store it, Um, but we do it right then. So taking one box at a time of a very large project um, is not over as overwhelming, and within no time, I hope, we'll have the entire basement decluttered. So that is my minimalist moment and tip of the week. Now it's time for my minimalist resource of the week. This week, I bring you a book. It is a new book called The Life-Changing Manga of Tidying Up. If you're familiar with Marie Kondo's work, she has done two books previously, or has written two books previously, I believe. And as I've come to understand, her name is pronounced Marie Kondo, but many people call her Marie or just the KonMari method. And this life-changing manga of Tidying Up book is a graphic novel to spark joy in life, work, and love. It is no, not really new information for those who have read her previous two books, but it is an adorable condensed version of all of her organizing tips previously. I should say her whole process uh, in a, if if you're not familiar with manga, it's kind of a cartoon format. 
and she takes one of it's the story of her going to one of her clients houses and taking that client through every single step of her tidying process and let me just read you one quote I really love from the book it says and this is the client the things I valued the things I really wanted to do were all right here there was no need to travel in search of them or to buy new things so I really love this book I think it would be great for anyone who is not a big reader or who processes information in stories better than say in a non non-fiction format so this is an adorable and super fun I read it in like an hour or two so now on to the juicy part back to school congratulations mamas you've almost made it through the summer I don't know about you but I am a routine person and mothering over the summer is so difficult sometimes for me. I'm all about it in the beginning. I love the break and not having to get up and out of the house every morning. But when you are routineless or you, you know, during the summer, we have camps every other week, it feels like. Their schedules are never the same. We go to bed at different times. We wake up at different times. I just am craving the structure again, <laughs> and I think they are too. So we are ready in spirit, if not actually physically, in all the stuff we've gathered for back to school. And I know this is on your brains because we got an email from a listener. Shout out to Anna Galvin. She says, I feel I have been overbuying every year. We still have some great pieces that they can wear. Usually I buy new clothes and shoes for every year. However, this year I would like to shop more cautiously. Thank you for that email, Anna. Uh, we love, love, love getting emails, by the way. You can just go to our website at minimalistmomspodcast.com and submit something to us via the contact page, or you can email us at hello at minimalistmomspodcast.com and uh, send us anything. Send us suggestions for new episodes. We love that. So thank you so much again, Anna, for the question. And I would love to talk to you about back to school. First of all, a few tips for overall back to school shopping. Tip number one is keep FOMO in check. I feel like back to school shopping is similar to Black Friday shopping, where we just need to recognize that the marketing dollars and advertising dollars are big behind this season of the year. And they are trying to make you feel like if you don't buy it now, you'll never get this deal again. You will have missed out. So just recognizing that this is not the only time that you can purchase this item and understanding you may not need that item at this point. So keep FOMO in check. Number two, buy new or will it do? Don't automatically buy something new because it's a new school year. And I know some nostalgia kind of creeps in here because I remember that. I remember going to school with all the new school supplies and how pretty they looked. 
and everything felt squeaky clean and awesome. And I'm not saying that you have to send your kids to school with reused everything, but if their backpack is barely showing anywhere, it might not make sense to buy a new backpack if just because it's a new, a new school year. So that's number two, buy new or will it do? Number three is minimize your shopping trips. Before you go out, evaluate what you need and figure out, you know, just make that list and figure out if you can get it at one or maybe two stores or however many. Um, One thing I usually do is buy gift cards to the store where I'm going to purchase the items. So on top of, so I, number one, kind of have to shop there. And on top of that, I get the perks from buying those gift cards. A lot of times, uh, grocery stores will have fuel perks, meaning discounts off gas, or just you get extra gift card value if you buy them there. So that's one thing that I do. Number two is, I guess, sub point two under minimizing your shopping trips is plan to go all in one weekend And I don't know about where you guys are. If you're out of the country, I don't even know if this applies to you. But if you're in the United States, you can go to freetaxweekend.com. And there are many states that participate in this program. If you have sales tax on things that you buy during this weekend, there is no tax on clothing, school supplies, and sometimes computers. So that would be the best time to go out and purchase all those things and save some money. So tip number three was minimize your shopping trips. Tip number four and final in my little list here is treat yourself or himself or herself, whatever that case may be. Um, If your kids are begging for new stuff and because they're shopping with you and there's all this great stuff and they're hit by the FOMO bug as well, establish with them before you go out that they can choose one treat. Maybe their backpack isn't worn out yet, but they really want this new cool one. Maybe that's their one treat or whatever it is that you establish with them ahead of time. So treat yourself is tip number four. Now that we've kind of talked about overall back to school shopping tips, I'd like to kind of run through how I buy some typical back to school items. Number one is school supplies. Now we don't really have a whole lot of choice in this. The teacher sends out a list and you are to purchase what is on the list. So there's really no minimizing in that way. However, I would put in there a caveat that you can reuse unused school supplies from the previous year. If your kid came back with full bottles of glue or unused highlighters, there's something about the highlighters. For some reason, they never use those. Or I send a pack of Expo markers, like the dry erase markers, and they come back seemingly unused too. So. There are a few things if they're really light on a binder or didn't use a certain color folder. Sometimes you can reuse those. So there's one tip there. 
the second thing is, as I was saying before, buy it all at once, all at one store, and maybe even on tax-free weekend. It is kind of painful to take all of your children, depending on how many you have, to go school supply shopping, but uh, we tend to do that and kind of make it an event, and they check off all their lists. Uh, they're responsible for doing that, and then if there's some option that they get, a lot of times they don't get an option anymore. I notice as they get in older grades, the teachers require them to have certain colors of folders. But if for some reason they're able to pick a trapper keeper in whatever design that they want, they can do that while they're there. So school supplies, there's not a whole lot of options, but I would say, again, reuse if you can, and then buy them all at once in one fell swoop. Second category is clothing. This is one of the categories where I feel like we feel maybe the most FOMO in and get caught up in the excitement of back to school. There, when there really is no rush to buy them any new clothes, if they've been wearing, number one, if they're going to public school and they or whatever school and they don't have a dress code or a uniform, they can probably just wear what they've been wearing all summer for the first couple months or so, because it'll probably be still warm. Again, this depends on what area of the country or world you're in, but I usually don't rush to buy clothes the first couple months. I kind of evaluate what they, uh, what they need for when it gets cooler, and then buy accordingly or as they need it. I know too that also come, I've also run into the case where if I have purchased something ahead of time, then they get into a classroom and they make friends and that buddy dresses a different way. Maybe it's really cool. I don't know. They, the athleisure stuff is really cool and they want to wear gym shorts and he didn't have a pair of gym shorts before or whatever the case may be. When I'm thinking ahead for winter wear for my kids, I like to create for them a little kid's capsule wardrobe. And if you're not familiar with the concept of a capsule wardrobe, basically it's just a smaller wardrobe where the colors are coordinating and it easily mixes and matches with everything else because it's very versatile. So with kids and specifically, I think one huge tip is that there is no mismatching. Everything coordinates. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So for my boys for the summer, they have eight shirts thereabouts and five pairs of shorts. And each of those shirts or shirt shorts could go with each other, meaning whatever random shirt and whatever, whatever random pair of shorts they pull out that day won't look hideous together. And that sounds like it might be difficult, but basically, you know, if you have a pair of jean shorts, khaki shorts, navy blue, and a couple pair of running shorts, and then some character t-shirts or I mean really it's I've never really had an issue with not being able to mix and match boys clothes in particular unless you're buying something neon or 
crazy colors. I don't know. Sometimes reds don't go well with everything else. But in general, um, if you stick to the same warmth of color palette, you're typically okay. For my girl, uh, she... Girls, you know, they like a little more variety. I might have a few more pieces of clothing for her, meaning some longer tunic tops. I might have three or four of those and three or four pair of leggings on top of, say, five pairs of shorts and five or so t-shirts, something like that. And that yet again, she, she's a little older, so we don't have to worry as much about the not mixing and matching because she knows what things go together with one another. But even then, sometimes she makes some outfit choices that I wouldn't have selected, but I let her wear anyway. So that's my huge, huge tip for kids' clothing is, number one, you don't have to rush out right away and order or purchase everything at once. And when you do think ahead for winter clothing, make sure that everything mixes and matches. Moving on to shoes. I don't know if my kids are alone in this, but they used to go to a school that had uniforms and really their only options for shoes were either for the boys, tennis shoes or leather shoes, meaning kind of um, like a, a more uh, dressy shoe. Or for girls, it was kind of Mary Jane's or a tennis shoe. So basically, I just bought them one really nice pair of tennis shoes, and they wore them every day all year. Now, next year, uh, my kids are going to be going into a public school where there isn't really that strict of a dress code so we might venture out a little more in the shoe category but it was amazing to me how one really nice pair of tennis shoes per kid was really all we needed for my daughter she had a couple pair of uh, she had a pair of ankle boots for the winter and a dressier pair of sandals for the summer when we either went to church or a wedding or something like that. But in general, um, really, kids don't need maybe two or three pairs of shoes. And now we can talk about backpacks. I guess I've kind of let the cat out of the bag. (laughs) Um, Talking about this earlier, but... I prefer a high-quality backpack that will last for several years. And I let them know that ahead of time, that I'm expecting them to keep on wearing it. I I never set the precedent that they get a new one every year. Um, It's only if they outgrow it, meaning like from preschool to kindergarten, you usually can't use the same backpack because you need something that can fit in a folder and a lunchbox and something that's larger. So they've always gotten one when they, a new one when they've gotten into kindergarten, but not consecutively then going into the older grades. So I always try to stay away from anything that's character related or a very specific print, meaning, you know, she's might be into Rapunzel this year, but who knows if she'll be into Rapunzel next year, so we probably should stay away from that backpack or even something like 
She's really into ponies now. I don't know if that'll be next year, so I'm not sure I'm going to let her get the pony backpack for this year. That kind of a thing. So long as it's high quality and um, you can make it last through several, several seasons, then you're good to go in the backpack. I really don't mind spending a little more money for that item because they will be using it and abusing it. Uh, moving on to lunch boxes, I love a reusable lunchbox versus sending them with a paper bag lunch and also uh, reusable inserts. So we've gotten lunch boxes from Costco the last several years and they've lasted multiple years in a row but the same kind is available. I really like them because they are made of almost like a backpack material like it's that kind of construction with a zipper an outside zipper and one that opens the internal element um, and there's even kind of like a luggage it opens zips open to expand if you need a little more room than you normally would when you're packing their lunch so if you have like a yogurt in there that sticks out or something you can open it up but it also includes in that zipper flap it has a mesh pocket for your ice um, ice pack so I have really enjoyed that because their lunches stay cold throughout the entire day and it's really durable like I said I think I've had the same lunchbox for my daughter for at least three years now and it's you know not it's looking like it's gonna last a long time but I also love the inserts that are reusable and I know Rubbermaid I believe it's called Rubbermaid Takeaway um, makes a lunch a plastic lunch tray with a lid that has three compartments um, sometimes two it's hard to find the one with the three anymore. I'll look and see if I can find any and put them in the show notes. But I love them because then I'm not washing multiple pieces after they come home from school. It's just one tray and one lid. I don't have to worry about individual baggies or whatever. It's big enough that there's a large compartment for their sandwich and then two other little compartments sometimes I put two different things in each of those compartments depending on if things spill or whatever but it is definitely enough food for them and it's the added benefit of being eco-friendly and good to the environment and I don't have to buy anything else the rest of the year so that's what I love for lunch boxes um, and I don't know if every school is like this, uh, but my kids were also allowed to bring water bottles and I guess you can bring anything with your lunches if you want, but my kids would drink their water, have their water bottles on their desk throughout the day. So we love, there's some Nalgene brand water bottles that do not have straws, do not have any internal elements that you have to take out and wash and we the mouth is small enough that they don't spill it everywhere get it on themselves they just click the top back on and it has been wonderful uh, because I don't know you moms out there I'm sure you're familiar with sippy cups and the ones where the straws fail or the top fails or 
they chew it up and whatever. Nalgene is a fantastic company. And I've had, if I've ever had issues with any of them, even if it's our fault, meaning the kid chewed through something or like, you know, it's, they dropped it and the Nalgene, you just have to contact them and they'll just send you a new one. They're fantastic. So those are our favorite water bottles. So I hope that I've coached you through how to more consciously go back to school shopping or just think about how you shop during big sales in general. Regardless, we'd love to hear your thoughts. We invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting our website at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you can find links to our Facebook page and our new Instagram account. And we just thank you for joining us on this journey. We wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less. Hello and welcome to Minimalist Moms. This is Megan unprepared and uncut. All right.